Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! Yes, you know what that means. It is time for our feature interview here on The Run Run Home and I am absolutely delighted uh, to be joined now by the Perth Scorchers legend bowler Jason Berendorfer, head of their big BBL final tomorrow night. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Really, really, really do appreciate it. You must be absolutely fizzing for tomorrow. Yeah, not a problem at all. We are very excited here in Perth, that's for sure. It's um... We've had a week, obviously, to know that the final is here in Perth. And, yeah, we're hearing lots of great stories at the moment about all the tickets going on sale. I think they're just about all sold out. Um, Yeah, so we're going to play in front of a packed house, and it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I was reading earlier, 34,000 tickets, and they were just the the first batch on sale to the public, sold in four hours. That is remarkable. I imagine New Zealand cricket here would just be gobsmacked by those sorts of numbers if we could get that uh, that sort of number to a domestic cricket game here. What are are you expecting from the crowd, from the atmosphere there? Yeah, well, they're talking it's going to be a sellout, so that's sort of 50-plus thousand people, which is going to be outstanding. Uh, And it was pretty noisy, Last week when we had just over 40,000. So, um, yeah, the atmosphere we can expect is going to be electric. It's going to be a hot day here too as well. Um, but, yeah, we're absolutely pumped and we know our fans, there. they come out in fourth and it's going to be loud and um, lots and lots of fun. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about that, mate. You guys have been at Optus for a little while, little while now, mate. Um, you've moved across from the Wacker. Uh, which which of those grounds do you enjoy playing at the most, mate? And has, has the move been really good for you guys? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, Mitch, because the Wacker is just, it's the, the home of cricket in Perth. Mm. It's a, an amazing place, and I grew up watching it, um, games, games, test matches, everything at the Wacker, and it's, it, it holds an absolute um, prize spot in my heart to play cricket there. So it was, it was really tough to move away from the Wacker, um, and we found as well... Optus Stadium, we didn't actually start all that well when we first moved across. Um, mm. Just the, the surrounding things are a little bit different. Um, but now that we've sort of found our feet and uh, I guess played there for the last couple of seasons, to get 40,000, 50,000 people in there, um, it's one of the greatest stadiums in the world to play in. So we're, we're pumped to be playing there now. And we've had such great support. And, and that makes the world a difference because when you play in front of 5,000 people as opposed to 50,000 people, um, yeah, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. It's something pretty special. Yeah, pretty amazing feeling. I have walked the boundary at the Wacker, and as a touring team, New Zealand team, it's not the most pleasant place to be. I'd imagine having 50,000 people like that uh, West Bank at, at uh, the Wacker uh, beaming down on top of you uh, is not going to be the best experience <laughs> for the Heat. Uh, do you remember the last time the Heat were in the BBL final, mate? Uh, the last time, like I played against them in, I think it was the O2 final at the Wacker, mm. um, which we we lost that game unfortunately. Mm. Um, so that was yeah back in O2. I'm not sure whether they've played in a final since then, but no, ten years yeah, ago, 2012. Do you remember yeah. your bowling figures? <laughs> 
potentially not great if you're going to bring them up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 actually, all right. Two, two, two for forty, I think, uh, was was your bowling figures. But you redeemed yourself the next year um, during that tenure. Like you guys were almost unstoppable at home. The scorchers, mate. You guys were absolutely unbelievable. And and I wanted to ask you. I know it's a it's a a question that's on everyone's mind around cricket. Um, Kez in our booth, our producer, loves JL. Um, he was your coach yep. at that period of time, mate. Um, what were the great things about um, JL as a coach for the Scorchers, and, and does he get a bad rap in the media? Well, the big thing for JL was he came and took over Western Australian cricket when we were at a pretty low point. We we weren't winning many games of cricket. Um, yeah, just the general work ethic around the base wasn't quite where it should be for a professional organisation. Mm. And, and Dale came in and, and whipped us into shape, which is what we needed at the time. Um, and so I look back on, on that period being a really like a tough period physically because we got, we got belted, um, but we needed it. And that was something that I still look at now and go, oh, that was actually the best thing for us. Um, and we were fortunate to have a bit of success early in the piece. So I think the first year Dale took over in a West Australian sense, we actually won the one-day competition for WA. Um, and so that was a bit of a like a light bulb moment for a lot of guys going, well, I'm happy to work hard if we're going to win games of cricket and we're going to win titles. Because at the end of the day, that's what we all play for. And, and you know that as well as anyone. It's like, hmm. We're all about team success and team performance. Um, and so that was, that was huge for me personally, but for us as a group. And the way JL worked with us through that period, built our resilience up and built the team that we've got now, we've got so many guys that are still a part of our Scorchers group that have been there for a long period of time. Um, and that makes such a difference as well that we know each other so well, we've played a lot of cricket together and we genuinely enjoy each other's company and playing cricket together. So it's, it's a really nice mix, mate. And yeah, there's a lot of credit that I have to go to jail for starting to build that up in the first place. Mm, it is really interesting to get that perspective. I think uh, most Kiwis, and particularly probably after watching the Test Series, uh, the doco series would have, yeah, potentially potentially different viewpoints. So I'm loving that perspective. Now, also in the office, we've been talking a lot to Mitch about his most memorable wickets earlier on. For you, have you got any of your most memorable ones? You've had, you've had a fairly long and, and quite story career, really. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I guess there's a couple that come to mind. Um, for me, when it was my second T20 game for Australia, um, I actually picked up Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. Um, those two, those two to me were uh, right up the top of the list. That was pretty mm. special. Um, and then there was a game that I was playing for the Scorchers as well, where I got Chris Gale out. Um, so yeah, so those those three are right up there for me. Yeah, shocked that you've actually ended up playing for RCB and Mumbai. I see you're back at Mumbai this year. <laughs> uh, how excited are you to get back to uh, Mumbai, mate, and and join up with um, our great Kiwi bowling coach Shane Bond? Yeah, mate, I can't wait. Um, as, as you know as well, like we had a great time there back in 2019. It was a, uh, a great period of, of my life in first experience in the IPL. Amazing powerhouse club like Mumbai. And yeah, for me to go back there, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, there's a few familiar faces still there and, and there's a few new ones as well. But, mate, yeah, the IPL is uh, an amazing beast in itself and something that I can't wait to get back to, that's for sure. Never never played it with another team. I've only I had the pleasure of playing for Mumbai, but the, the other teams that you've been with, you've been with Chennai, who had Stephen Fleming at the helm, you were RCB last year where Mike Hesson was there. Was there much of a difference in terms of the culture or how those teams were run? Uh, so those three teams in particular, um, the way they were all run was exceptional. Uh, the communication 
for one, is really important. And, and those three teams did a great job. And the way that they took care of their players and, and look after everything from sort of behind the scenes to on the field was outstanding. Um, and yeah, I think what you're looking at them made is the Kiwi influence was excellent. Um, so that was that was outstanding. But no, it was a three amazing franchises uh, to be involved in. And like I said before, really pumped to go back to Mumbai again next time. Let's bring it back, uh, Jason, to this game tomorrow. You obviously won the title last year as well, although under slightly different circumstances away from home. But does it feel different when you go into this defending the title rather than challenging for it? Uh, not really, to be honest. That's something we've spoken a lot about all season is that we don't actually want to defend anything. We just want to keep playing our attacking brand of cricket, taking the positive option and, and looking to win it again. Like We don't we don't sort of take a step back and go, oh, we're defending things. Um, so that's where our mindset's been all year. And, and I think it's shown with the way we've played our cricket. We've always looked to be positive and, and take the aggressive option and, and really take the game on. So we're certainly going to continue to do that again tomorrow. Yeah, a man who um, we are doing Mitch's millions today, a man who comes to mind who does always look at taking those positive options, he's got all the shots in the book, is Josh Inglis. Um, how important has it been to you guys? And an and actual fact, how, how great has it been to see him perform all around the world and even for Australia the last couple of years? Yeah, it's been outstanding. Um, and he's been someone here in WA that we've seen for a long period of time and we know how good he is and um, to see him get that opportunity on the international stage was outstanding and, and he showed to the world what we've known for quite a few years now which is so exciting um, and to have him back in our group for the, the whole tournament this year has been been super for us. Um, he's not only a dynamic batter, he can literally play 360. Some of the reverse ramps and stuff he's played this year has been ridiculous um, but also behind the stunts his angles in the field his club works exceptional um, yeah I can't speak highly enough of Ingo and he's an absolute asset for us Mm. It's interesting hearing you as well talk about you know the 360 player that the batters have become you've been in this game for a while now how have you had to adapt as a bowler when you see the batting progress in that way? Yeah so you've got to just Number one, back your execution 100%. So know what you're going to bowl or at least have a backup uh, if the batter moves or does something different. But to change your delivery as well in terms of adding something to your repertoire. Um, so that's something that I've worked really hard on for the last few years in particular is to make sure that I've got a, a slower ball or a couple of different slower balls that I can bowl to certain batters mm. at certain times. Um, I talked about the execution piece before, making sure that you can nail your Yorker on cue, bowl a good bouncer, all those little things that you just need to have in your armory now as a quick bowler, because as you said, the game's changing, the game's evolving, and you need to make sure you're trying to stay a step ahead, otherwise you get left behind pretty quick. Yeah, that's great. That's what's made you such a, a great T20 bowler around the world, Jason. Um, look, there's a white ball tour to India coming up, mate. How, how are you feeling about your chances of getting on that tour? I, I know you were at the last World Cup. This is a really big, uh, big year in terms of leading into that one-day World Cup in India. Yeah, it is a big year, Mitch, um, and that's something that, look, I'd love to be on that tour. Uh, I love playing cricket for Australia, and if that opportunity comes, I'll certainly take it with both hands, but um, I'm not really thinking about it, to be honest, at the moment. I'm just trying to let all my performances do the talking, and if I can keep taking wickets for the Scorchers and for WA, then I hope my name's certainly up there, and yeah, we'll just leave it up to the selectors, mate. Uh, well, on that note, you might be able to address a bit of a question for me, Jason, because, you know, you come on these shows and... Obviously, you know, you've got a list of talents. You go, I'll just give each of them a quick Google, make sure that I'm up to date with whatever's been happening with them. And when I Googled you, it comes up with, you know, the 
asked questions on the search engine and things. And the top one was, is Jason Berendorf a good bowler? So would you like to answer that? He's a very good bowler. I'll answer that for you. He's a very good bowler. But yeah, you can answer that one if you want, Jason. Uh, look, I'd like to say yes. Um, I, I, the thing for me is I've played professional cricket for oh, just over 10 years now, so I'd like to think that I'm hopefully doing something right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I suspect so, Jason. I very much think that that is the case. And hey, when it comes to your opposition tomorrow night, the heat, were you surprised? Were you already prepping for the Sixers? I know Mitch and his head already was for you. <laughs> no, we certainly weren't uh, definitely prepping for the Sixers. We know that uh, the STG wicket can be uh, a bit unpredictable in terms of low bounce, that sort of thing. So um, we knew it was always going to be a tough contest over there. Uh, the Brisbane Heat played played really well. They played the conditions nicely and um, yeah, certainly not a shock to us to see Brisbane in the final, but yeah, we'll uh, make sure that we're prepped and, and ready to go for them, that's for sure. And Jason, um, this is going a little bit off off uh, cue a little bit, but uh, you were right uh, ringside for Mitchell Johnson's first fight. Uh, <laughs> how'd he go? Yeah, he was right. He, he packed a punch, Mitch, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so he was taking on uh, Sola the Hulk Pulele, former UFC fighter, and mm. um, I know both of those guys quite well. So it was great to get down there, support them, and they were doing it for a great cause as well. Um, so both very heavily invested in the mental health space and raising awareness. So, um, yeah, I was pumped to be down there for those two boys. I think uh, the nature of the evening was not um, go hammer and tong at each other. It would have been really interesting to see if those two actually landed a few proper punches onto each other, mm. but no, it, was, it was good fun nonetheless. Who do you think would win in a, in a similar matchup between yourself and Mitch? Oh, um, I'd have to give that to Mitch. <laughs> You're too nice, Jason. You're too nice. <laughs> he's an angry man, isn't he? Isn't he? Uh, he can. Uh, he definitely fires up. Um, another question, Jason, just quickly before before we wrap it up, mate. Um, you, your boys are getting older now. Um, do they know what Dad does? Um, yeah, it's funny actually. So my my eldest Harris, he's nearly five, um, does know that Dad plays cricket, and he thinks it's pretty cool. Um, but it was funny. I was on the radio as well this morning, and they called me Dorf on the radio. And he says, "Daddy, why do they call you Dorf?" And I said, oh, "I was like, my wife said, do my it's a nickname. Um, like last name's Berendorf. They shorten it to Dorf." And he goes, "I think that's a silly name." <laughs> so, <laughs> So I was like, that's all right, buddy. It's probably going to come to you one day, but that's all right. 100% <laughs> it is, 100%. Yeah, very, very original with the uh, nicknames in Australia, aren't they? And and I guess one, are, of, yeah. one of the other things, mate, is that, um, look, I, I've heard, as you've actually been around the office, and, and having been to Brisbane and to Perth, people are calling this the Battle of the Bogans. Um, what's your take <laughs> on that? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll take it. We'll um, Look, you never know, mate. There might be a few like stubbies and thongs out there for sure. That's... Uh, that's guaranteed, but no, it's going to be a, a great contest nonetheless, and it'll be a, a hard-fought one, I reckon. Oh, you can all get get together with a uh, beer at Bathurst later in the year just to kind of complete <laughs> that picture. Jason Berendorf there from the Perth Sculptures, thank you so much for your time. All the best of luck uh, tomorrow night. Mitch, uh, you've got to be swayed, right? You'll be back in Perth. Yeah, I'll back one, mate. Let's go, Jason. Let's go, Barrett. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Oh, fantastic chat there, Jason Berendorf. Honestly, I'm, I can see how you and Kirst yesterday were easily swayed by having Sean on in terms of your picks because just based on that chat alone, I am scorchers all the way. He's a bloody good bastard, actually. He's, uh, he's, he's more Kiwi than Aussie, I reckon. Yeah, I suspect yeah, a few so of those. as well. Yeah, Mitchell yeah. Johnson's like that as well, more Kiwi than Aussie. Although if you're going yeah. on the Bogan theme... 
If he was a Kiwi, where would he be from, Mitch? <laughs> oh, <do you>? okay. <laughs> Leave you do with that. Yeah. Stay okay. in to watch the sport. Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery.